1: The always use your head. Welcome to another episode of A Change in Attitude, your 2021 look back at the WWF Attitude era. It is your host for this week, Ori the Draw, joined by my wonderful friends who I've been giving shit to for the last 20 minutes, Mags and Tanner. How are you guys doing today?
2: Everyone's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> No, everyone's uh, a liar.
0: Been, been wow. doing
2: great. I'll, I'll get. I'll get to know. I'll, I will have a very specific point about that very soon.
3: Uh, oh, especially oh okay. you, Brian okay. Pillman, you're a effing liar, and you as well, dear brother.
1: Yeah. Everybody's a liar. <laughs> Everybody lies. But what about you, Megs? Yeah, to you answer day?
3: your question, yeah, I'm doing really well. This is a uh, part two of a of a long stretch of uh, recordings for me today. I'm excited to talk about this terrible, terrible, terrible episode of Raw.
1: Was it really that terrible?
3: Yeah, it's it such like it a was... big fat one.
2: Wow, wow! I, I, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I mean, it was... well,
3: I'm it was, I'm faster today. It was it. it
2: yeah. So it left me wanting more, but I don't know if it was well, more. It
3: more of of WCW Nitro, <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. which beat this raw in the ratings by a hell of a lot. We'll say. I, I, I will say this. You know, at, at, at
1: the time of recording today is Sunday, August fifteenth, and mm-hmm. I say that because Friday night we got the first episode of Rampage, which was an hour long. Great show. Mm-hmm great show for aew but because i think we haven't had one hour shows in a long time it really kind of changed some of my opinions on how we've because i feel like we've been shitting on these one hour raws for the last what 15, 16 weeks now, give or take.
3: Mm.
1: And don't get me wrong, there's plenty great, of stuff to shit on. Great
3: advertisement for keeping listening to this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get it. I get it. I mean, but I mean, don't get me wrong, there, there's plenty of stuff to shit on about how they set things up and different things. But at the, at the same time, I mean, in a way, they've been doing it for a while, so they should have figured it out by now. But at the same time, things were changing in the landscape of wrestling. So. They're they're trying to tweak things and get them better. Mm-hmm. and you don't learn unless you screw up. I mean I, 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 I'm the type of person who feels that way. like you learn from failure.
3: I was probably being more facetious than anything saying that this was a terrible role. It's just it wasn't a good role. that's that's pretty much it. and, and it's, it's le- leaning to a view that I'm I don't feel excited about because of the the leading roles.
1: Okay, so let me let me ask you guys this. Did you watch this episode of Raw before or after you watched Rampage?
3: Um before from after.
1: After. Okay. So me and me and Tanner watched it after. Mags watched it before. And the reason that I asked that is because I'm wondering if that kind of changes. Now that we've gotten this really good product with a really good one hour setup, hmm. does it change our opinion on how raw? you know, how we feel about Raw at this moment in time. We're looking at September 16th, 1996, the go-home show before international... Uh, not international. say in your house, mind games. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get this freaking pay per view. I tried to call it Summer Slam before we started recording. I'll <laughs> get it right at some point. I'm all over the place today, but uh, on the Peacock app, it's season four, episode thirty-six. But I'm wondering does does it change how you feel about these Raws after watching AEW Rampage Mags. in any way?
3: Well, I no, I, I, watch, I watched this before I watched Rampage, um, and I, I think it's. It's hard to really compare current product with with this product because it, it seems to me like a world apart. Two totally different styles of wrestling, two totally kind of different looks. I think the only real similarity is the, is the time frame uh, with it being sub-50 minutes. Um, I will say I enjoyed Rampage a hell of a lot more than I did this Raw, and the majority of the Raws that we've actually watched, uh, I'm actually getting more and more excited to to get to the two hour rows that we're that we're catching up on because i know that that's when we really kick into the the attitude era style and i suppose a lot of it is the issue is we started a little bit before the, the 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 attitude era just to get context and so far the context is it's a very <laughs> slow process for yeah. for wwf to get yeah. there
1: it's a slow crawl I, yeah. i'll admit that what, what do you think tanner
2: I, I think that Mags makes a great point in that you have to look at the way that Raw and just television in general was done in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to look at that in, in a bit of a bubble. Um, that said, I. I in because we we've actually heard some great feedback about how you know we can make comparisons between what raw was doing in you know on this date and what nitro was doing on this date and it looks very very different really? um so i think it's just a matter of is it wwfs at the time is it their presentation style is it the way that they just go about things is it their method of storytelling what is it and we are at this focal point here where things have not turned that corner just yet uh to where they are you know the the exciting product that we would know from the attitude era just yet but they are making progress yeah
1: yeah i think it's i think a lot of that has to do with it as well like they're they're playing catch up they're still trying to transition from that um late 80s early 90s superhero comic book larger than life characters to people who are more relatable but still larger than life and they they hadn't quite turned that corner not only in character development but in production as well mm. and so I just I don't know that was just something that I was thinking about like how and, and you know I don't want to completely knock raw you know for the time because I feel like What WCW Nitro did at that time, what Raw did at that time, even if it was complete and utter crap, it still led us where we are today to have that great show that we did on Friday night. So I'm very much uh, of the opinion, you know, failure isn't really failure if you're learning from it and making an active change. And I think, you know, like Mag said, as we get farther along and get to those two hours where they do turn that corner and we get... Solid, you know, solid footing into the Attitude Era. I think it'll make a big difference.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just for context, uh, we opened this episode of Raw with the Sultan making his debut against Jake Roberts. Mm-hmm. On the other side, we were seeing Humberto Guerrero take on Rey Mysterio. I mean, the 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 kind of clash of styles and 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 the differences in 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 uh, wrestling are just so apparent there. I mean. As a yeah. fan, I would have would have way more wanted to watch Mysterio on Hoovington than watch Rikisha beating up Jake uh, uh Roberts. I mean, not, 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 not Rikishi, not, not Rikishi. Oh, no, not, the Sultan. Not, but, uh, not Rikisha. Oink. Uh,
1: oink, oink. <laughs> I actually went and looked it up though. I was like, who was that?
3: Yeah, you because know, he it, it was daily give the game away again. It
1: it was he was very unrecognizable and which I found very interesting. And Mostly so it because was, of the
2: face mask.
1: Well, and his size, his size was very different. Of course, yes. they were two very different characters,
2: yeah.
1: Um, at the time. So you know, but let's get into this. We open with a video package, uh, with semifinal preview of the inter- Intercontinental Title Tournament. That is a lot of uh, we've got Mero and Owen versus Sid and Farouk this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we were told that uh, Gorilla Monsoon will have info on Razor Ramon and Diesel situation. We're going to get a South African update from Bret Hart, and then it goes to um, Ringside where we've got Kevin Kelly again on commentary with Jr. and the King. Jake comes out right off the jump, goes you know drops the bag with the snake, heads straight for King who hightails it backstage and then Bob Backlund comes out with the sheik and then the sultan and King is hiding behind them to make his way back to commentary who and is also joined by um, Bob Backlund and so uh, what would what, what did we think of this match I feel like Mag's face kind of like Mag's kind of has this shit eating grin on his face right now like he's going to go it's
3: shit <laughs> It, it 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 was. It, I mean, in terms of, of in-ring action, it went three three minutes or so, so there's not really a lot to break down. The The, the main talking points are going to be uh, between this continuing feud between Lola and Roberts. Uh, Lola throwing uh, little bottles of, of, of booze into the ring at Jake. Um, ironically, one of the referees picked one up and pocketed it. I'm sure he, uh, he met that after the match, but yeah, that, that, that for me was the, the only real kind of interesting thing about this match, uh, that and, uh, Bob Backlund's kind of hypnosis that he had with, uh, with the Sultan at, at the end, um, the match is what it is. It, it, it was a, a squash victory to make the Sultan look like a, a dominant force in his in his pursuit for the WWF title. Um, yeah, there the just wasn't a lot to it. I think three minutes is an insult to someone of Jake Roberts's caliber.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is just it's 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 weird. It's not a good match. Um, it's not a, it's not a particularly likable segment, I think. And, and as we pointed out, yeah, if, if I was tuning in 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 1996, uh, to watch wrestling and I had the option of this or Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrera, I'd be watching Rey Mysterio and Juventud Guerrera 10 times out of 10. Um, a little bit of backstory here. Um, so apparently the, the Sultan character um you know being brought in and 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 uh, obviously um the iron sheik being brought back in a lot of that had to do with at the time the US was still engaged in uh, military actions against Iraq and right. th- there's obviously that sentiment there uh, so they kind of taking advantage of that a little bit and those those uh you know the sentiments that there might be overwhelmingly in 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 american audiences about foreign characters um not
1: right and his whole backstory his his whole backstory was they had captured him and the u.s had held (laughs) him for information and when he would not divulge anything they cut his tongue out
3: Yes. Like, and, and, that's and they,
1: like, which is yeah. not a good look for the I mean, US. Let me yeah. just throw that out
3: there. I mean, this is a character who later uh, in his career will say he did it for The Rock. How does yeah. he do that with no tongue? Yeah. I did it for The Rock. Yeah,
2: oh, he, he went from doing it without a tongue to doing it without pants.
1: Really, um, <laughs> so, um, and then of Jesus. course we get King. Uh, he keeps teasing this bombshell information, um, and like Mag said, Lawler throws something. Can't really see it, and then we realize it's a small bottle of alcohol, like you would mm-hmm. find, um, just like a in, little in one a bar, shot.
2: or in like a, a, a hotel. Uh, yeah, they call trinch. it an airport bottle.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then. Um, that causes the distraction for Jake, which allows the Sultan to get the camel clutch uh, and win with the submission. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how I felt about the match. Uh-huh. It was all right. It was fine for what it was. You know, and I will say this and and I'm starting to I know we've talked about this before, but I feel like it really It really felt like it was present throughout the entire show more so than usual was the constant talking over the match by commentary, whether it's I'm teasing bombshell info or Gorilla Monsoon or whatever, like, poor kevin kelly is trying so hard to keep everybody into the match and into what's going on segueing well let's get back to this match and oh look at that this and you know this that and the other bless his heart he's doing the best he can and there's something to be said for silence and maybe it's just you know, Vince in the back going, "Yeah, this match sucks. Just keep talking, kid." You I, know, I
3: think it's a lot of that. I think it's a hell of a lot of that. Um, if if you took away those those that like, interludes from the commentary and from um, Gorilla, you would have to focus on these matches, and, and it's that, that it's not good. I mean, the and when we did
1: get some, like later on, some a little bit of quiet from commentary. I started listening to the background noise and actually paying attention to some of the background. And there was definitely some crowd noise piped in because, mm. you know, they're, but the crowd is sitting there. And if you look at them, it's like crickets for 90% of the crowd.
3: Yeah. And, and but this, this is the problem that you get when you record four shows in a block. Mm-hmm. Uh, we We've seen over the last few episodes, how hot the crowd were, and they are going to they are going to eventually uh wind down and, and become tired. Uh and this this episode really did show that. Uh there were a couple of guys who, who they focused on in the crowd uh quite a few times, the the two guys in, in red shirts, they were they seemed very hyper all the way through all these recordings, but yeah. you're right, the, the crowd were were waning at this point and you could definitely tell that uh there was a lot of parping in of audio.
1: I mean, especially when you're getting three, four matches in one night to film all of this between the same six people. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think that's what makes, you know, not to harp on the AEW train, but dark and dark elevation so good is that while you might have two people, you might have one or two people have two matches in one night, for the most part, you're getting completely fresh competitors. You're not getting two Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho matches a night. Mm-hmm. you're not getting you might get a kenny match with orange cassidy and then a kenny match with luchasaurus or an orange cassidy with a Luchasaurus. you're getting different matchups which allows people to stay in it for those pre-recorded portions mm-hmm. and so i think that does that does them a lot of favors because once you've seen like psycho sid he's super hot right now everybody loves psycho sid in this moment in time but when you're having to watch Psycho Sid wrestle three matches, four matches in one four-five-hour block, you know, and some of it presumably against one or two people you've already, like, there's only so much Jim Cornette I can look at, you know. Oh. I love watching, you know, Owen Zero Hart. Zero
3: is the, the amount for me. right?
1: <laughs> but, I mean, I love watching Owen Hart, but you're seeing Owen Hart, you know – at that point in time, every twenty minutes. So, how can you continue to get excited about Owen yeah. Hart when you just saw him twenty minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, great point. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely ready for us to get to those two hour blocks and to get to more live shows week mm-hmm. to week, different venues. Yeah, this this these blocks did them no favors at all, and I think mm-hmm. that's another thing where why WCW was beating them because were they not on the road different place every week
3: and at the this point starting to be live as well yeah, yeah. So
1: that i think you know <clears throat> people talk about you know the competition today whether or not there is none and it there has to be because that's the only thing that's going to push the business to make it better if WCW wasn't doing these things then then we would not have the product that we have now, or even that we're going to have in what six months from August or September sixteenth of ninety six. Mm. You know, it, it competition breeds better.
2: Competition, yeah,
1: yeah, it, and it makes things better. You know, shut up. <laughs> They're laughing at me because I couldn't think of that. Competition well,
3: breeds better.
1: It, it makes things or better.
3: 2021. That's right. Vote Ori.
1: I don't know for what, but vote Ori. I don't know. Anyway, then we move on. We've got Brian Pillman backstage with Owen Hart, um, saying that he has an interview with Brett, and Owen's thanking him for getting the hearts back together. Mom and dad are so happy. And then all of a sudden Stone Cold butts in and saying he'll be there in, where are we going to be, Pitt- Philadelphia, Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. I, I think somewhere it's somewhere in the pa area jeez oh philadelphia because it was supposed mm-hmm. to be the city of brotherly love they're getting the yeah. brothers back together hello mm-hmm. i'm getting it all together now um but stone cold comes in saying he'll be there in philadelphia at mind games to get his own answers from bret hart because he is the best there is yes because the bottom line is he is the best there is. So we're starting to get those nice little quotes from Steve Austin that we know and love from him. Um, and then we move on to, I mean, you, unless you guys have anything to say about this segment, Tanner's giving me a shake of the head.
3: I no. mean, the, the one standout of this was Owen Hart and his, his shit-eating grin. I thought that that was brilliant how he played along. And then when Stone Cold came into to kind of a... Uh, um, rain on the Bret Hart parade Owen was agreeing with him as well so you can tell there's definitely some shenanigans going to happen
1: shenanigans we do love some shenanigans (laughs) All right, so then we get the smoking guns with Sonny versus Bob Holly and Alex the Pug Porto which thank god that Bob Holly had his name on his tights because first of all I wouldn't have recognized him second of all i never heard the intro okay mags do not give me that shocked face the only time i have ever seen bob holly is when he was with crash and molly holly and the buzz cut and the blonde and you, all that
3: you have missed out on sparky plug well in this mm-hmm. match sparky pug with his uh, tag mm-hmm. team partner the pug uh apparently yeah, you've not missed much Oh, okay. Okay. And got I you. didn't
2: even know it was the smoking guns coming out because it, the camera was only on Sunny, and then they dropped out the this this <laughs> giant picture of Sunny, and it was uh, a yeah. right.
1: But if you if you she's wearing the boots, so obviously mm-hmm. it's yeah. the, it's and, if she'd have been wearing heels, it'd have been Farouk. Yes, yeah.
3: as we see later in the show. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. It's it's a little more, and her attire was a little more country, a little more revealing. It was therefore um, smoking mm. guns. If Mm. it's a little bit more classy, it's Farouk. That's how you know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) um, I I'll be honest with you. Seeing this earlier version of Bob Holly, I was very impressed. Um, I'm assuming there was some type of race car. Driver theme going on with yeah, Bob Holly. It, it, yeah, he's, it, who
3: Sparky Plug is. Yeah, he, is, he was transitioning from a gimmick of of being a, a failed NASCAR driver. I think it was.
2: Yeah, some kind of Derby driver. You know. Uh, yeah,
3: it was a play on STP. Uh, was it uh, for Sparky Thurman? Plug was his gimmick uh, name.
1: Gotcha. Go. I gotta say, it, it in some ways it kind of worked because. Bob Holly was flying through that ring, very quick moves, very quick execution. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, it worked. And I bought into it and I was kind of behind. I-, I can't say anything for the pug, but for Bob Holly, I was impressed and I was kind of behind him. I was kind of enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, a, be-
3: a very different Bob Holly than you see or that you remember from the crash yeah. holidays, where he was essentially uh, a hard hitting.
2: Um no nonsense. Kind of
3: brawler. Yeah. This one you're seeing him doing Hurricane Rados, for instance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a a very different Bob Holly.
1: It really was, and it was good. I re- I really enjoyed it. This was probably one of the matches that I enjoyed the most, possibly because of seeing an earlier version of Bob Holly and just see and the the action kind of picked up. It was a little more faster paced, a little more interesting. So I enjoyed that. We got teasing all throughout the match of uh, we're going to talk to a Gorilla monsoon. We're going to get updates on Bret Hart. Um, we get Cornette, uh, Owen Hart, and the Bulldog coming out to ringside with chairs. And they sit in the ringside to watch because, of course, there's a match uh, between them and the smoking guns at Mind Games for the titles. Uh, JR still claiming that Razor and Diesel will be back next week and in the ring. Um, match goes on. And does things. Owen finally pops up on the ring apron, throws a drink to distract Billy, and Bob Holly gets the roll-up into the pen. So mm-hmm. the smoking guns are going in at a deficit
3: this week. Yes. Into to, the uh, to a team that had never been a team before. So yeah, interesting uh booking, I would say that you have your, your tag team champions beat by Sparky, Plug, and Alex Porto, uh, but let's see where it goes. And again, the the more interesting thing about this match was the commentary and the uh, the kind of uh, carrying on storyline with a. Uh... Jim Ross saying he's bringing back Diesel and Razor Ramon and Gorilla Monsoon saying there's no way Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are coming back. I don't think they yeah. could have made it any clearer that those two are under contract to another company, but right. the names are ours, so we are using them. Yeah, it was uh, very on the nose.
2: Yeah. He, he, he really calls out JR,
3: too. Which is <laughs> yeah. Really oh, yeah. Matter like, of fact. a fucking liar, JR, you piece of shit. The- in the That's midst of it.
1: monsoon talking after this match, because all of this, you know, the whole monsoon conversation saying that they're not there, they're under contract with other people. And like, it's one of those things where you really like knowing what we know now, you know, we know Diesel and Razor are coming back, but it's not Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. So if you read between the lines, they're telling you exactly what's oh, going to happen.
3: This, you know, this is, this is in in plain sight, that you are not, you are not, repeat, not getting Kevin Nash and Scott Hall back. Get that out of your mind. We are going to let you down if you think you are getting those right. back. right. Just get used to Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs in that <laughs> role because it's happening, folks. By God, it's happening.
2: Yeah, and I, I just don't know what they were thinking by actually pulling the trigger. I, I just... <laughs> We'll we'll get to that on another yeah. day, another podcast. It's just.
1: But I, every, I found everybody it.
2: Everybody lies. Everybody it, <laughs> is a liar.
1: <laughs> I found it really interesting because, in the midst of monsoon talking, you hear this loud crash, like somebody knocked th- something over, and then after monsoon's monsoon's done saying that he's gonna. Stay right there live and uh, monitor the rest of the show to make sure that there's no more misleading statements made. Kevin Kelly says that JR has gotten up, left the table, and has Mm -hmm. gone backstage, that he is incensed. So I'm assuming at first I was like, oh my God, somebody bumped into something. Vince is going to be pissed. And then after Kevin Kelly says that, you realize. JR's ripped the headphones off and thrown them down and knocked his chair over yeah. and said, Screw this, I'm out of here. You're you know, it, it, this is somebody
3: it, it sounded to me like he was brewing a pot of JR's barbecue sauce. Mm. Heard that he was a, a liar, called a liar by President Montoon, and he he flipped that pot over. Like, send sent the sauce flying and stormed off like like a little <laughs> Oklahoma Mardi Bum. Goodness gracious.
2: pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five ninety nine per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
1: go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot the dot always use your head so after that, we get King in the ring with Cornette and Vader for a public workout with Tony Williams uh, because Jim Cornette is going to be having a match with Jose Lothario, I'm assuming, at Mind Games. Um, Vader's apparently been coaching him, and it's not an actual match, it's a workout. Mm-hmm. And so they, they start things off. King and Vader move to the corner and He's showing him, you know, locking up with Tony Williams and manipulating the arm to which Tony starts manipulating back and he gets upset with him. And so they start over again and he gets him in a headlock and Tony Williams gets out of that and then gets him on the floor and starts, you know, dropping the leg on on his leg and manipulating the ankle to which. Cornette then flags Vader in to stop it and they immediately tie him up, tie Tony Williams up in the ropes and start beating his butt.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership.
3: And the good thing is, WWF saw that this this segment was an absolute farting church and yes. cut it off, and we it, it's not mentioned again. They then go Bye. straight to the next segment, and that like, that happened. Forget about it. That was horrific. Poor Tony Williams. That yeah, was not... that was a bad position to be in.
2: Yeah, nothing to see here, folks.
3: nothing, no. nothing <laughs> yeah. to
2: see.
1: Nothing long... interesting at all. Uh, but then we get JR back. He's back at the table. Um, he's very upset because him and Monsoon have been friends for years and they're arguing about. You I know, thought we were sources. friends,
3: but apparently, i right. a
1: fucking liar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and all of this. Not, not to mention all of this in the middle of Owen Hart versus Mark Marrow for one of the semi-final IC tournament. Uh, Which title is actually tournament. the I-
3: best match on yeah. the card as well. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah.
2: Only the, not only the best match on the card. I think this is probably one of the best matches that they've had, like, probably uh, in, in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so, so props Mark Merrow, You know, well deserved. Props to to Owen Hart. Well deserved. Um, but yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> and we also had Pat Patterson on commentary. He was the very first Intercontinental Title holder, and we find out he will be refereeing that final match. Mm-hmm. So, good friend, bless his heart. Poor Pat's trying good to run God interference God for between him, JR bro. and and Monsoon. <laughs> you know, and this was the point where I really this match really and truly was the point where I started noticing how dead the crowd was mm-hmm. and how much. The sound was being piped in. Like there were a couple of guys uh right at the corner where the interest ramp opened up to the ring. There's maybe four or five guys that they were super into it. Everybody else just friggin' crickets. Like, okay, we're seeing Marrow and Owen again. Cool.
2: They're probably you know. just as upset as I was that Jar has been lying because he's a he's a liar. hoodwinked
3: he's yeah. hoodwinked everybody he has hoodwinked mm-hmm. um i I do like uh, one thing that that ross uh, jim Ross did say he kind of added a little bit of a, uh of extra gravy to this match i suppose when he was saying there was a rivalry brewing between the two uh and he referred to the 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 South Africa show uh, that Miro beat uh, david boy Smith uh well they had him beat until owen uh, interfered and and they got the the dQ. Um, So at least he he added that kind of caveat to this match. Uh, But yeah, this was, again, furthering a storyline between the commentators and something that's going to probably go down as a massive fighting church over a a really solid match. Uh, it It was very disappointing that the match wasn't the focal point here.
1: Yeah. No, but there were things, there was another thing that JR said about it that is going to further that Marrow Hart potential storyline with the way that the match ended. Because JR makes a point of saying that um Owen Hart only wore the cast about half the time that he was there in Africa. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the match, you've got... um The ref kind of behind the both guys at one point, either, you know, one or the other behind Mero. Owen slips the cast off and hits him with it and then tries to slip it back on, doesn't get it on (laughs) all the way. And then Mero rips it off of, uh, rips it off of his arm. And again, the ref is behind Owen. And so he hits Owen with the cast and gets the win. And I thought that was a great ending between the comments that King was making um, about him, be, you know, these two over in South Africa, the things that had gone on in their matches, and then the the pointed comment about Owen only wearing the cast about half the time. You know, we've all said, oh, his wrist isn't broke. He's taken that thing off way too many times when you actually... Because I've broken my wrist. I broke the bone right beneath, like, the where the pinky finger would line up. There's like that outer bone where it connects near your hand. So right underneath that is where I broke it. And when I had that cast on, it wasn't coming off. There was no way to slip your hand out of it, as opposed to when I did a play and we literally cut it down the inside and then would tape over it to show that it was closed in the show. And I could slip my hand in and out of it as much as I needed to you know, for, for the play purposes. So, you know, the, the, I think it was just, I think it was great booking. I think it was great storytelling by both the guys in the ring and JR on commentary. It was a really fun finish to the match and to potentially build uh, an ongoing feud between Mark Merrow and, you know, Owen Hart or Camp Cornette as a whole.
3: Yeah. I mean, I get that, but for me, they're going to the well with this uh, uh, cast uh, as a weapon um thing way too many times. Now this is this is what the second raw or uh, second row in recent uh, memory that we've watched where uh, a referee has missed the 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 finishing blow with the with the cast out eh? it was Tim White recently and then obviously uh, this match here. Um I'll be glad for the the cast to go away now. I think it's uh, it's been milked to uh, within an inch of its life. Uh, but again, like I said, this match was was really good in terms of actual wrestling. Um, the finish not so so much taken with, but it it it, it furthers the storyline between these two wrestlers and also pushes our mirror through to the the final of the tournament.
1: I will disagree with you in like I will agree with you that the cast has been milked for all it's worth. It's time to let the cast go. I completely no. agree. but I like the finish because he turned it around. He used his mm-hmm. own weapon against him. Yeah. And I think if that's the I would what I would have loved to see is not only Marrow winning with the cast like he did, but he takes it with him. Yeah. And therefore I mean, it, he it, can't use it anymore.
2: It it's it's proper comeuppance because he he tried to use the cast. We we all know that he's not hurt. Uh you know, um and and, and once again it's proven Owen Hart
3: was a liar. He's a liar. He is. And and the the <laughs> WWF were lies as well, because according to uh the the Wrestling Observer newsletter they had to re record this finish multiple times because they kept messing up, yeah. hitting somebody in with a cast, and uh, the ref not catching him. Yeah, just a oh, preface.
2: Lord. Just a preface. Uh, I don't mean Owen Hart the person, but Owen Hart in this story. Yes. Very oh yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. A liar. <laughs> the don't want Owen Hart getting character. cut out of context later and then be like, "Oh, he thought, <laughs> he thought Owen Hart was
3: a liar." You're determined <laughs> to get cancelled today, aren't you? <laughs>
1: Tanner is on cancel trip. It's fine. (laughs) All right. So from there, we get shots from the South African tour, um, different shots of the wrestlers interacting with fans, shots of Mm -hmm. the African South African countryside, which were absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get a quick, a little mini interview mini promo from Bret Hart himself who calls Pillman a liar says Owen mm. is a liar too what, what what is he he's a liar
2: okay <laughs> just making sure that we're all on the same doing stage.
1: his little lie dance i don't yeah. know i don't remember what that was that was from a movie but calls them both liars that they've never spoken no one's mm-hmm. been an intermediary mom and dad are pissed mm-hmm. you know my dear I,
3: sweet lovable little brother you're a liar i am not gonna be in philadelphia yep i hate the wwf i'm probably not gonna come back you're all liars Jim Ross as well. You're a liar. You're not bringing back Diesel and Farouk. Well, no, he didn't say Razor. that. Dude, imagine the scenes
2: that. if he shot on JR. What's JR going on about? I know that they're not
3: coming back.
1: He did say specifically that he knows his commitments with the WWF and he has decided nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, so, he, he was mentioning having commitments with, uh, with Hollywood and movies and stuff like that. And his family.
1: Um, and yeah. he's taking all of that into consideration and thus has not decided anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So,
2: Yeah. Well, we're, we're also told to uh, get, get our fax machines ready. <laughs> this
3: because... this, yes. this legitimately popped me because fax machines, even in 1996 were all old very. technology. Yeah. They, how still very thought, expensive. Yeah. I, how I, they yeah. thought that this was cool. Oh yeah, let's get on the bandwagon with wire. How are we going to get people to to get in contact? Jim, fax. you got any ideas? By God, everybody should fax us.
2: Yeah, fax your questions in, folks.
3: Is, is it me- weird? I still have a fax. <laughs> That's what I'm coming through.
2: By God,
3: I still have a fax machine in my through. house.
1: I think I want to say it's in a closet, and the only reason that I kept the damn thing is because I had to. I had to fax information years ago mm, mm-hmm. to people about crap.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's how it works, you know. But uh, WWF wanted you to fax your questions to JR or for him to email. read and and, and answer. Um, you
1: could email, I mean, but
2: boy, those fax machines though—it would take you forever to receive that email. Like, would just <laughs> imagine. Take twenty
1: um, minutes to load if someone didn't pick up the phone.
2: No.
3: <laughs> and and they also promote that, that was it, Sonny and Jim Cornette were going to be yep. on the same show. That, obviously, I mean, it's Livewire. Uh, perfect name for, for that show. I wonder why this didn't really take off and we didn't see a lot of Livewire. Um, mm-hmm. Fax your answers in, if you know, uh, to yeah. uh, to 1-888-WF-FAX1. I think yeah. that was the number. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Don't do that.
1: <laughs> oh, can, never mind.
2: I wonder, if that, I wonder if that is still operable. I'm going to have to go down to FedEx and see
3: if I can make that
1: work. <laughs> fax it up. I can fax from my copier, from my printer copier.
3: A well, la di da Yeah.
1: Through the emails, though. You fax <laughs> it through the email to the fax machine.
3: Pedantic. me. <laughs> Good
2: lord,
1: we've gone completely off the rails today. That's that's where we
2: are. This is what happens when you, when <laughs> when there's no hosting responsibilities. Uh, what,
1: what are you talking about? I'm, I'm right here.
2: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry.
1: I'm right here. I said at the top of the show, I was the host this week.
3: Oh, okay. Ta- Tana and I are just extra sassy today. Yes.
1: Apparently, we, we, y'all we, put on your sassy pants. We
2: we we've just gotten done with some streaming, and it's just been.
1: It's been a a fun day. It's been a day. I get it. I get it. Oh, my gosh. All right. So then we come to the second of the semifinal um, intercontinental title tournament matches between Farouk with Sonny and Psycho Sid. Mm. And one thing I noticed, you know, they had that kind of standoff between each other, you know, face to face. Farouk's a big guy. There's no Mm. doubt about it, but Sid makes him look small. I mean, I mm. get it. He's like six nine, three hundred and thirteen some odd pounds, give or take. You know, I don't remember the exact number. I do remember the six nine part, but like, that's a big. I'm five foot three. Oh. I would look like a hobbit next small. to this dude.
2: Well, they they um, they described. Psycho Sid in the uh, the video package as the Mercurial Mesomorph, uh, which I thought was a um, <laughs> alliteration. It, yeah, you know, yeah a great bit a, of alliteration. Heck of a way to, to describe somebody, um, and, and yeah, wonderful alliteration. Um, but it,
3: again, like we, he's been since his return to the the company. The fans love him. Yeah, he's yeah. so over with the fans. Yeah,
1: he really is. He really is. Um and we even to to the the wonderful points that mags has been bringing up weekly about Farouk and his headgear we even got uh, a comment from jr about the questionable headgear
2: <laughs>
1: i thought that was it's quite so fun bad. i was like mags ought to love that
2: it's finally so for for, for for the first time in the show me and jr agree on something yes the the headgear in, on the show and
3: in laugh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah, like even the mask for Sultan was just a little bit better than this headgear. Uh, we uh, during the match we got a picture in picture of Ahmed Johnson with a message for Farouk and Sunny.
3: And, and it did did you understand any of what Ahmed said?
1: I understood something about you've lit a fire and I will burn your ass. What? That's all I caught. Really, it, there was the volume for 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 the match was too loud. The volume for Ahmed Johnson was way too low. It did like, I know they're trying to keep Ahmed in the picture. Mm -hmm. He's going to come back. He's going to make a recovery, even though what they're selling us really is, will he be able to come back? It's a horrible, terrible kidney injury, blah, blah, blah. You know, we really don't know if he's going to be back and they're, they're projecting it like he will and trying to keep him involved. But it goes back to what I've said before absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. You know, space these things out. You did no favors for Ahmed Johnson or for us as fans with this picture in picture promo Mm -hmm. message. Nothing. I agree. Absolutely
3: nothing. Especially when he made not a lick of sense in his promo. I, I felt like he may have had an aneurysm. Just as he was speaking, and the words just came out as gobbledygook. Maybe
1: he was on the pain pills.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, perhaps. I mean, kidney pain is is horrific, and he may have been on on. He was on, on the good some stuff. Bearish, yeah, some morphine. I, he may I have can, been on the morphine. I can
2: definitely speak to that. Uh, <laughs> yes, you, yes, you you, oh. you, were, you I, had I, your
3: I, own Ahmed Johnson issue. Yeah,
2: I had. To, I, I went to uh, the emergency room the other night because it felt like somebody stabbed me uh, with a hot knife. And it oh turned out, God. yes, I had I had kidney stones. So yeah. uh, I'm all better now. But again, yeah, those 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 drugs are are no yeah.
1: So, hu- so. Hubby has had kidney stones and has had to have like surgery to like go in yeah. and break them up and stuff, and that's not yeah. fun.
3: With so so what we're going to need from you then, Tanner, is. Week on week, you're going to have to give us a, a, a couple of minutes promo of how you're going to return to a in attitude.
2: Yeah, From
1: this Just horrific don't, don't, don't kidney injury. Yeah.
2: Don't involve <laughs> me like... Like primarily in the show, but have me come in about twenty minutes, and then again at the forty-minute mark, and I'll tell you what my progress is. Well,
1: like. we'll just tease every five minutes. We're going to get an update from the yeah. Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt yeah. just every twenty minutes.
2: I'm, I'm doing all right, guys. It's it's it's, it's going to be okay. And then later on <laughs> the show, I've taken a turn. I don't know. <laughs> Doctor saying it might be another six months till I can podcast again. And then, yeah
3: be ridiculous but i will return to podcasting where I you return like to, it enough.
2: To, yeah i will return to podcasting to to, <laughs> win, win, win to back
3: torture my, all of
2: us yeah to win back my hosting seat and <laughs> and 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 conquer the a change in attitude landscape oh
1: goodness wow. i will say for this match specifically it was kind of a while we were getting that picture in picture um Farouk specifically starts targeting Sid's lower back and kidneys attempting to do some he of the yes. similar mm-hmm. damage to what he did to Ahmed Johnson. And so I thought that was kind of a good callback tie in um, to what was going on. Uh, Farouk ends up um, sliding out and grabbing a chair while Sonny's on the apron distracting the referee. Mm-hmm. He gives Sid a hit to the gut with it. Before Sid gets up, grabs the chair. And of course, by then, Sonny's like, okay, okay. And the,
3: the weakest chair shot. This guy, like Ori said, is six foot nine, 300 plus pounds. And the chair shot is, is so weak that Farouk collapses before the chair actually makes contact with his back. Maybe he was afraid
1: that Sid would rupture his kidney (laughs) with the chair.
3: It was kidney protection. That's it. I didn't think of that. Great, great point. Um, One thing that you you didn't touch on, which I thought was hilarious, was Sid at the beginning of the match, totally no selling a power slam. Just like, yep. Thanks for that, and let's carry on. D-
2: that happened. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we got to get moving here. <laughs> yeah. so we, we ain't got same, time for that
3: bullshit.
1: <laughs> at the same time, he's Psycho Sid. He likes the pain. He wants you know. the pain, which is, I mean, that's kind of mankind's character, too. But there's plenty of Psycho to go around, I guess. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, but he's also m- mercurial. That's uh, true. Which, and the uh, met- metamorphosis is. And he's, a, he's a mesomorph. I think mesomorph. That's a, what what yeah. the f- mesomorph. frack is a mesomorph? It, it is a body type, uh, specifically a, a large man, uh, wow. is, 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 is what a meta, mesomorph means. Um, okay. Uh, he he also is very good at retaining water in his hair. So I, I've noticed this week. <laughs> I'm and
3: and blinking. I, yeah. He's very good at blinking. That's that's a real he's very blinking. No, yeah.
2: I've been I've been wanting to bring this up for weeks now but any time that you see footage of psycho sit just just pay attention to his hair whenever he moves because it's like a tropical rainstorm is about to like just come at you <laughs> uh, it, like water just goes <sighs> and it's yeah it's crazy
3: I, th- I think he took his uh his hair tips from coming to america and sold Glow.
1: oh god his hair shoots out more water than Triple H on a ring
2: apron. I thought I was getting cancelled today. But no, it's, that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> I think we're all getting cancelled
3: after I this. I <laughs> your cancellation. Yikes. <laughs> well, yeah, th- this match happened for Root goes through due to uh, disqualification uh, because of the the heavy, heavy blows from the chair shot. Sid seemed pretty happy about it. It was a smiling uh, afterwards, so I don't think he's that upset. Um, um, the, I mean, the IC title is beneath a guy like Sid. Anyway, he's he's world champion. If you if you were to paint a world champion in Vince's ass, it would look like Sid.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. So after that, we get some um, video packages um, promoting, trying to keep us still into what's going on in some of the matches that have not been discussed or covered or what have you within this show um, for in your house mind games. The first one we got was uh, undertaker um, speaking to gold dust saying he's promising a premiere of a new undertaker.
3: Mm. And so and he has to go through lots of people to get to mankind.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. still got his focus on mankind, but while, That's happening, or not while it's happening, but after that happens, um, we get a video from Paul Bear and Mankind in the boiler room speaking to. the best
3: part of the show, (laughs) bar none. Speaking to Sean Michaels. brilliant.
1: Paul Bear talking about, oh, I'm sweating on Michael. I'm sweating in the boiler room, and I actually fucking love it. It's amazing. Shawn Michaels, it's something you've never done. Like, Shawn Michaels doesn't sweat. And then the very best part of that entire video. If I win the title, does that mean I'm a sexy boy? (laughs) Will all the girls kiss me? This is just a... Plus work
3: from Mick Foley. Brilliant. And the only downside to it is he got so excited about it. His voice really broke and you couldn't under, really understand the, the, the final few so uh, lines, but it was brilliant. He,
1: there's a reason for that. If you look closely, he's got like a belt or something around his you, neck yeah. and he's pulling it in the direction between him and Paul bear. Yeah. I think on purpose, Not only to show that he likes pain and torture and whatnot, but also to um, help modulate and and break up his voice. But he gets to pulling it too hard. You know, he's about to choke himself out. All
3: all the girls will run away with fear. And I like that. Yeah, he he pulls the hair back
1: to show the the mutilated
3: ear. Will they whisper
1: in my ear? This was just y'all, I can't tell you how much I loved this, how much Me. I I thought how great I thought it was, how much I wanted to just crack up laughing. Cause is is I, I don't know, something about it, I guess because I I'm more familiar with Mick Foley and who he is now. Like, mm. it's just kind of funny to me. It's great character work. Don't get me wrong. But there mm-hmm. was just something so humorous about it, especially coming out of Mick Foley. You know, and, and like I said, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, the Mick Foley that we know now, who's actually uh, in a couple weeks, I believe, coming to Lafayette. So about an hour away mm. for, a, for a Comic-Con, for Louisiana Comic-Con. I might well, have to... Cool. Might have to throw my chair shot on and shirt on and go go say hey. There
2: you go. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yes, it
1: would. See see if I can get him to listen to the podcast. No, don't <laughs> do that, Mick. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, Mick. Mick, we love you. We, we will do. never hear a, a bad word no, said against you never.
1: Mm-hmm. We love Mrs. Foley's baby boy here.
3: Indeed. So. so all all this essentially leading into next week's episode. That's right. Um, which is going to be covering the pay-per-view. Do I want to say that people paid for this pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Some, someone probably did. But, yeah, we're going into In Your House Man Games. I think there's six televised matches on the card. Um, headlined, obviously, with Shawn Michaels and Mankind for the, for the World Heavyweight title. Mm. That yeah. is
1: correct. I'm just checking Peacock right now. Just to make sure that I can get that correct. Let's see. Oh, no. Come on. Let's see where we are. That is going to be season two under pay-per-views. If you go under pay-per-views, there is a section specifically for In Your House. It will be season two, episode five on the Peacock app. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And we get a revisit of the Sabio Vega and Justin Hawke Bradshaw feud, which we've missed over these last few weeks. Um, That amazing match between Jib Cornet and Jose Lothario, that's going to be a banger. Um, The tag titles are on the line with the smoking guns defending against uh, Owen and the British Bulldog. Uh, We're going to see Mark Henry's debut against uh, Jerry Lawler. The final Mm -hmm. curtain match with... uh, with Undertaker taking on Goldust and obviously the, the tarmac that we mentioned um, just now with uh, Shawn Michaels defending against Mankind.
1: The thing that I find interesting is that we've had so little buildup on these Raws between Savio Vega and Justin Bradshaw and it's a caribbean strap match
3: <laughs> it mm. makes no
1: sense yeah what what is this like is there fringe is you know are there sequins on this strap what what makes it caribbean i don't understand or caribbean however you feel like saying it,
3: it In, instead of being leather it's just one of those kind of l- luau flowery ribbons <laughs>
1: Oh geez. So yeah, that will be next week. That will be next Monday here on a change in attitude. As always, you can catch us online on Twitter at ACIA podcast. You can also email us at a change in attitude at or Sorry, a change in attitude podcast at gmail.com. I'll get there eventually. Um, for myself, Ori, you can find me under a new Twitter handle. You can find me everywhere under a new she, handle. She have,
3: is she's, um, finally realizing the gimmick that she yes. is the draw. <laughs> I, I, sure. <laughs>
1: Very tongue in cheek. Uh, I accept my role as the draw here. And therefore, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch under Ori the Draw. Mags, my good friend, where can we find you?
3: Okay, you can find me everywhere but mainly on Twitter, at Podfather Mags, or as Schmags, as Tanner has uh, has nicknamed (laughs) me now. Um, There's a whole inside joke story about that. Don't even get me started. But don't uh, doubt it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can follow me over there on on Twitter. I'm heavily involved with with Radio Techers. Uh, We're doing some great things for this uh, upcoming uh, Premier League uh, and football season. Lots of content coming out there, so definitely go and check that out.
1: Correct. And uh five rounds as well. We still do it oh, five oh, yeah. rounds.
3: That's a thing. Yeah. Five That's rounds. So far, is the thing Right as well. here
1: on Chair Shot.
3: And also head trauma, which I do with uh with my good friend uh, Ray Cash. So yes, yeah, I listen to I'm that. All, as well. I am all over Chair Shot. It's you really director. are. Yeah. You're as you're
1: as just as much a part of Chair Shot as Greg Demarco and Miranda Morales.
3: Uh, I would never ever see I've been listening to the network. As- Miranda is gold standard.
1: She really is. I'm, I've mm-hmm. really been enjoying listening to Miranda. Shout out mm-hmm. to the hashtag Miranda on, over on Instagram because she is the Twitterless heroine. See, mm-hmm. I listen to, I the listen. Queen,
3: the queen of soft style.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think it's the pop punk princess as well.
3: The woman of a thousand names. Y-
1: you're not wrong. First <laughs> of her kind. Throw all that in there. But, yeah, you can check all those out at TheChairShot.com. New new episodes of things every day or go to ChairShot Radio Network wherever you listen to your to your podcast. Now, Tanner, my friend, where can we stalk and harass you?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> man. I mean, do I want to answer that? I mean, that's, that's a hard sell.
3: Um <laughs> With love, yeah, harass um, with love.
2: I mean, you can. I, I typically I might be at like a uh, like a bar or maybe like a liquor store or like a like a grocery store. You can. You might be able to find me there. Mo- mostly around the central Texas area, you could probably hunt me down. Uh, I've got <laughs> actually, a, it, actually,
3: really
1: going doxed deep on himself. This. Really yeah. doxing. Where can <laughs> we find you on Twitter?
2: Uh, you can LinkedIn. find me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can my Instagram. No, you can you can find me on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore. Uh, that's where uh, you can find me personally. Uh, or as Mags kindly pointed out, uh, you can also just hit us up um, at the Radio Techers Network uh, Twitter handle, which is uh, Radio Techers, R A D I O T E K K E R S, uh, where we cover uh, mostly Premier League football, but we just we just cover football news. Uh, In general, not NFL style, but actual like proper football Um, and uh, you can also uh, check out mags's uh, wonderful shows like five rounds is on there chain wrestling is on there so uh, we have a good time we have a youtube page Uh, we definitely would uh, appreciate a subscribe there if you haven't done so already Uh, we're trying Mm -hmm. to get to our goal of 100 subscribers so we can have a custom url for youtube Uh, that would be really fantastic so definitely hit us up there give us a subscribe on youtube or if you prefer twitch which is cool too, uh, but yeah, fun times, great memories. Uh, go and check out the content. There
1: you have it. And now you know where to find us, how to find us, how to send us your love mail, your hate mail, your meh mail. I, I don't.
2: I don't want love mail from anybody.
3: Don't, don't send <laughs> I'll take the love mail. The hate mail. Yeah. Tanner mm-hmm. definitely does want that. I'll take the. I'll take the hate mail. <laughs> I guess I then I, I take no, the meh I no, mail.
1: I,
2: <laughs> I, I have no idea what might be in your love mail messages. I don't <laughs> want to know.
3: It where.
1: might be blanco. lots of compliments yeah. and agree with everything that you said.
2: <laughs> ranch dressing. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they might want your personal queso recipe. I don't know.
2: I don't, I don't give out recipes.
3: Queso blanco.
2: Yeah, queso blanco. Mm. Okay. Delicioso.
1: All right. Well, that is another episode of A Change in Attitude in the Can. Thanks, guys, for being on this ride with us. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, And uh, I don't know if I should tease this, but uh, we're talking about maybe a live recording or a live watch along (sighs) for a pay per view. Possibly. Maybe. 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 There may even be a couple drinks mm. involved.
3: Oh, goodness. Oh, spicy.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That, that'd be interesting. So that's a spicy meat to bottle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keep a watch on our Twitter for that. And uh, yeah, we will catch you guys later. Don't forget to check us and all the other wonderful shows out on the Cheershot Radio Network. Like I said earlier, you can get that directly from the Cheershot.com. New content daily for sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. And don't forget, always use your head.
2: Bye-bye!
3: Bye! Tana, no one can hear you wave. Um, I- ShareShot.com
2: Always use your head.
0: Say goodbye